Chronicles, a podcast for Scarecrow and Mrs. King fans. I'm Lexi Thema, joined by my fellow friends and podcasters, Taya Johnson and Jen Peterson. Today we're going to talk about Season 2, Episode 9, A Class Act. A Class Act was filmed 9th and shown 9th out of 23, and it first aired on December 3rd, 1984, so we're actually only what nine days off yeah and 34 years and nine days later and here we are still (laughs) talking about it still chatting away so this episode was directed by Richard Compton and he was born in March of 38 in Philadelphia Pennsylvania and he began his career in 60s making government propaganda movies for the U.S. Information Agency. His debut feature was The French Way, but it was never released in America. Mm. Interesting, right? He did die in August 2007 at the age of 69 in L.A., California. Sad. Yeah, that is sad. Yeah, 69. Yeah, that is young. He did a ton of um, work. His last job was uh, directing a TV movie called Home for the Holidays in 2005, but he did JAG. He did The X-Files, a couple episodes of The X-Files, The Fugitive, Profiler, he did five episodes of that, Um, Sliders, Charmed, Hercules, The Sentinel. He also directed Diagnosis Murder. He actually directed five episodes of Babylon 5, which starred Bruce at one point. He also um, directed The Gathering of Babylon 5, which was like a, a movie after the, the show is over. He directed eight episodes of Miami Vice, Star Trek The Next Generation, TJ Hooker. He also did Hardcastle McCormick. And then this was the only episode that he directed for Scarecrow. Mm. The writer, also a one-timer, was Shell Willens. A lot of people don't like this one, so maybe that's why. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody liked that one, but... Um, he did an episode of The Rockford Files, um, Brett Maverick, um, Hardcastle and McCormick, Miami Vice, Spencer for Hire, Houston Knights, Perry Mason, Renegade, Tales from the Crypt, and Walker, Texas Ranger, which was his last writing that he did. He did one episode, and that was in 2000. And getting into the guest stars, there's three of them specifically that I want to talk about. The first one is Pamela Broll, and she played Peggy Marlowe. She was born in 1953 in California. She's known for the Philadelphia Experiment in 1984. And I looked, and it's an invisibility experiment goes crazy and sends two sailors 40 years into the future. Oh, my God. Wow, right? Uh, And then she was also in The Guardian in 1990. And that was a young couple with a newborn hire a nanny who turns out to be a magical nymph who sacrifices infants to an evil tree. Uh, I cannot make this stuff up, you know? And then she was also in a CBS uh, Summer Playhouse uh, movie in 1987. And then the second one is Michael G. Hawkins, and he played the Russian Gregorian. So he was that fake cop uh, that ends up cuffed to a tree. Yep, rightfully so. Rightfully so. Uh, And he was in uh, Frasier, Simon & Simon, Columbo, Hardcastle McCormick, Cheers, Murder, She Wrote, and The Jeffersons. Mm -hmm. And Scarecrow was only his second acting job, so wow. that was his second one uh, that he ever had. So, um, Most recently, which was 2009, he was a businessman in Eli Stone. I oh. think Miranda watched that one, I'm, I'm not mistaken, but maybe I'm wrong. The last one I'm going to talk about is Joseph Whip, and he played the Russian agent Bardosk, 
who had a penchant for blowing things up with phosphorus. Uh, he was born in San Francisco, California on July 12, 1941. And he was in Hunter, Jen, uh, Dukes Bye. of Hazard, <laughs> uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street, Moonlighting, Highway to Heaven, Cheers, Cagney and Lacey, 21 Jump Street, Beauty and the Beast, Night Court, China Beach, Red Shoe Diaries, uh, Beverly Hills 90210, Monk, Last Man Standing, NCIS, and Criminal Minds, both in 2014, which were also his last credits. So that's it on the guest stars. Very cool. So Amanda finally has her 10 requests for training granted, and she and Lee and Billy and Francine are all off to agency training at Station One, but nothing ever goes as planned in the show, and you know that mm-hmm. going in. Of course, uh, the Russians get mixed up in it in the training, and chaos ensues. So again, that lady is at the front of the agency just walking by. I think it might be a different lady. Maybe it's not the exact same lady, but they really got to get like security cameras out there, you know? Should be a Russian agent patrolling. Totally. To watch the comings and goings and reporting back to the KGB. Right. You never know. Now, you got to love this because Leah's doing some major squirming here yeah. to get out of work. Just trying to do anything he possibly can. Yeah, and then he's making up stuff. It's like yeah. when your kids are like, I'll, I'll, I'll clean my room. And <laughs> uh, you wanted somebody to help out with the garage. I'll do that too. And you're like, wow, you really want to get out of whatever you're trying to get out of. And that's what he's doing. He's saying, And then you know, they usually back out of it too. That's what my kids oh, do. Oh, totally. Well, yeah. you told me you are going to clean the garage. Well... <laughs> I had that was just to get on. out of doing the other thing. <laughs> He's like, all right, I, look, I, what if I put off my vacation? He's like, I'll do this. You've been looking for a volunteer for months now. <laughs> Francine's walk and outfit into this scene, she looks like a nun. Like, like <laughs> she does with her hands awful. in front of her like yeah, that. And she just like strolls in. I was like, what the hell is she wearing? And yeah, like, that turtleneck so, like, is so... And you know, she's like, what are you like, ooh, he's going to have to do this. <laughs> she's like, do we have some full-scaling uh-huh. squirming going on here? <laughs> I like I her hair frustrated. She to work like... On his vacation, which you should never do. No. You should never say you're going to go to the French Riviera and work. Right. Yeah, that's just sending yourself up that, for Yeah, failure. just don't do it. Honestly, though, I'm betting he wasn't planning on doing anything. No, I more know. Just like to get there. To squirm out of it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Totally. But I do not like the um, turtleneck and necklace combo at all. But I, think I don't like her eyeshadow much. either. I do like the French braid. Yeah. I like his tie as well. Oh, yeah, it's cute. Very cool. Kind of. Even Billy's tie is nice. Yeah. So Billy informs him that he's going to be going to Station One, which is the agency training, and that he and Francine will also be there, and that he's going, Lee's going to be the ringer, and he is not looking forward to that. And then Francine starts mimicking the uh, section in the manual where it says that they all have to contribute to this. And he's like, Oh, look at you, Miss Field manual. <laughs> he's not a happy camper about it. Wouldn't it be cool I think have? it'd be kind of fun to do that, but I don't know. Especially cause he's a very athletic type of person. He's a man of action. Yeah. So you would think you get that. to watch other people. He and, doesn't want you know. to be around you know, these baby people. He wants to be out like doing actual things. Yeah. You know, just, babysitting these people who most of which won't even end up becoming an agent. He's going to pose, Lee's going to pose as a new recruit and then be able to 
uh, kind of decipher who's a good fit and who's not, who's, you know, um, going to wa- be a washout and who's not. Right. But then Billy, who you know what's happening before it even happens, because Billy gets that, that sh- what I call a shit-eating grin on his face. She never understood that saying. Yeah, because I would not be... I happy. would not be smiling eating shit. <laughs> I mean, like, if you're talking shit in the figure sense, like, junk food, shit, Yeah, yeah. But not... But not the other option. You're that's right. more realistic. Or you're talking shit, and that's why... Oh, there you go. Friend. Okay, <laughs> I like that. So, Billy does get really smirky here, and he you can tell he's he's just, like, being diabolical. <laughs> and Francine's, like, yeah. anticipating it <laughs> as well. Billy says, now you stand there, belly aching, when I have a, a, I have here ten, count them, ten requests from a civilian for formal training. His face looks so pouty. Did you see me? Yeah. So pouty. And Francine's like, she's very enthusiastic. He, and he gets, he gets kind of squinty-eyed, and he's like, uh-huh, and like he smells a rat, all right, <laughs> indeed. Yeah. And she's like, housewife? Mother of two? From Virginia? <laughs> Excellent acting. So cute. Billy, please, Billy, we have... Billy, tell me you're not letting me go to Station 1 with... And then we cut to Amanda's house. <laughs> Yellow flowers. Yeah, but... Do you yeah. see them right there on the edge? I think this is why people don't like this episode, because it, it kind of feels like a Season 1 episode. It does. Like, like, you know, she's back to her early days at the agency, and she's kind of, you Being know... The- it just... It, He's being a whiner, doesn't want to do anything. It kind of feels, it would fit good as a season one. I think you're I right. Think. It seems like she's like the albatross around his neck again, which it hasn't been that way for a few, quite a few episodes now. He's kind of finally admitting it. He um, does give her some kind of like semi-compliments or accolades, but still not to the degree that right. he has in other right. season two episodes. Right. And then when, like certain things that he says, and we'll talk about them, but like, she's like, what am I doing wrong? He's like, everything you know so I mean it's it definitely feels like it feels like she's kind of that bumbling mm-hmm. you know um awkward yeah fish out of water when she's finally you know the last several episodes she's really kind of coming to her own and now it feels like you're just she's going regression. backwards yeah regression yeah. on it yeah I don't think it would be that bad of an episode of the season one it would like fit more so apparently Jamie's trying to earn a merit badge so he's got to put her arm in a sling I don't get this, but because it's very out, it doesn't really match anything. It doesn't come up later. You know, usually when they have family stuff, it comes up later. Yeah. The different things, but it, this one really doesn't come up. Right. Maybe I just wanted to get the boys in the episode because the script had her yes. trying on this sexy. Yes. So weird. And the way maybe they, they just wanted it her to be like you know a mom and have the boys in there and. Did yeah. you? I, the random. script. Let's let's explain the script. So yeah. we have the second revised final draft, which is dated September 25th, 1984. And it doesn't seem like a final draft. No, I had so many things, and I was laughing out loud when I was yeah. reading through it because it's so funny. Like, some of the things in there are just hilarious. Yeah, I agree. So we'll be sure to – we have to remember to bring those up mm-hmm. when they come up. But it, the scene we just talked about with Billy and Francine, they're standing in the hallway, and when Francine comes up, she says, do we have some full-scaling squirming going on here? And Billy says, no, no, Scarecrow is just showing his usual commitment, selfless dedication to his work. Mm-hmm. He throws an arm around Lee, which I thought was weird. And he goes, go on, Scarecrow. What else? Were you going to come in this weekend and paint the offices? Maybe vacuum out the storage rooms? <laughs> Billy and Francine crack up. Lee can no longer keep up in the face 
of their sarcasm. All right, all right, save the comedy act. I'll go. <laughs> So funny. It's very funny. They have a few things in here where you're just like, wow, this is really funny because it's not something that would actually happen. Like that. Yeah. That would like happen. Billy, I don't think he could put his arm around no. his shoulders. He's too freaking short. Yeah. You guys were talking about her um wearing she was trying on uh it Good says lace. Yeah. Lace. Shopping bags are strewn over the table. Amanda spins around wearing a very sheer, very chic lace blouse. Dottie admiringly uh looks on. Dottie says, it's stunning. Amanda says, it's beautiful, but it's also, it's a bit revealing, don't you think? I bought it for, for just that reason. It's sort of the thing men like to see on women. Ah! And Amanda's like, I thought we had a deal on that subject, mother. Dottie says, mothers don't make deals, dear. <laughs> Dottie's trying to, like, get her married off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and the boys come in and she's like, boys, you know, she's like, what do you guys think of this? And Philip goes, Neato. And Jamie says, Sexy. So weird. <laughs> That's so creepy. Yeah. This is a lot more relevant to, you it's, know, what like boys would be doing. Totally. And then Amanda's like, I just don't know. And Donnie's like, if, if you don't like it, I could wear it. And Amanda's like, I didn't say I didn't like it. <laughs> and then the doorbell goes. And this is the funny part. Mm-hmm. And Amanda opens the door and says, What are you doing here? And and Lee, regarding her blouse, says, I like your taste. Yeah. That's just a little cheesy. It's so cheesy. And, and he gives such a firm direction, the writer shall or the guy or girl, I don't know. Um, but uh, she opens the door and almost shrieks, standing before her as the mailman. Let's be clear about this. Yeah. It's Lee sets and dressed up as a mailman. Like, okay, guy. Yeah, isn't like, that weird? Pretty, I thought that was weird. Yeah, really weird stage direction for sure. And then they have a funny scene in the script about the, the neighbor, which yeah. I think the neighbor's got a different name in the film version oh, versus this. If this one says Mrs. Froelich. I don't think it's Froelich in the... It's like Froelich. I thought it was name? Duquesne. I thought it was Duquesne. Oh, yeah, you might be right. I thought it was Duquesne, but we'll see when we play it here in a second. But they're talking about um, Mrs. Froelich goes, that's a lovely blouse, Amanda. Yeah. And then she's like, it's a gift. I was uh, just trying it on, Mrs. Froelich. And then Lee whispers, who does her hair? <laughs> it just seems so weird. So then the doorbell rings in the film version. Yeah. And Amanda gets gets up to go get it. That thing's over the door again. Do you see it? That looks more, like, legitimate. It seems out of place, though, doesn't it? That, that one doesn't look like a piece of cardboard. That actually looks like a small awning. Yeah, but it's a very small awning. It just yeah. seems odd. I know he's in a mailman outfit, but... Mm-hmm. Mrs. Duquesne. Yeah, it was awesome. Mrs. Duquesne. Right. Okay. That's what watching it 88 times will get you, Lexi. You get to pick up on these weird things like that. <laughs> one day I'll get to that. Point. One day. Um, I know it's kind of maybe weird. Maybe 30 years, so... Yeah, maybe. Uh, I know it's weird, but he does kind of look cute in that little mailman outfit. He's a lot of stuff. You're correct. You're very correct. So he asks what's wrong with her arm, and she's like, oh, I loaned it to Jamie. <laughs> so Lee gets her the, uh, has her open up the letter from the agency that's granting her request, her 10th request for training, and she's super excited. Mm-hmm. And he's... You kind of get the sense he's hoping that she won't go, that she won't be able to go. Yeah, <laughs> she won't be able to go. And then he's like, uh, well, if you know, if you're busy, she's like, no, no, I can make it work. And he's like, oh, okay. 
it's an extravagant way to break the news to her that she's going to station one. Isn't it? <laughs> like, the Could you just call her? Oh, I know. I'm I'm all happy about that. I just it seems weird. Like yeah. it's like a little extra- extravagant. No wonder the government's like broke. <laughs> They spend money like that. All right. Well, now we're going to go see some of the Russians. They've got this nifty little briefcase bomb, and they're chatting about an agent that they have named Pavlovich. Pavlovich? Pavlovich. Pavlovich. Um, And about how they um, got them into one of the agency training sessions, and their whole goal is to be able to target one of the agency ringers, who they are well aware is... Usually, one of the agents, um, the top agent. agency's top agents. Yeah. Now, I think the briefcase. I don't think that was bomb. I think that was like a um, oh, a radio transmitter. Yeah, a radio transmitter. Because they oh, they talked right. to Pavlovich for that. That bridge. That's not it, is it? Because it has the thing. <gasps> no, no, it's not. It can't be because it has. No, those. but look at that. Doesn't it look like it though? Yeah, it does. But look on the right yeah. though. That doesn't look like it. We were just saying, Jen, that that bridge looks like the bridge that we saw at the um, Disney Ranch. Oh, the, yeah. Uh, Oaks. Golden Oaks Ranch. Yeah. I was wondering where this was filmed. Does anybody know? I, it kind of looks like that, though, doesn't, doesn't it? Look at that. Trees? The trees and that setting there. I mean, my, my thing of why it might not be is that stone. Yeah, on the right. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, it's kind of the gate thing. Yeah. But if they can, I don't know, because you could just like stick that. You could there. totally add that. It could be, yeah. that could be fake brick stuff. Right. It does kind of look like it, though, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. But, you know, when I was looking at the rest of this with the cabins and the mess hall and stuff, it looks mm-hmm. like a Boy Scout camp, literally. Or oh, really? Camp. Hmm. Yeah, just, you know, I bet they just filmed at some, probably. you know, kids or teen camp yeah. that has these cabins and everything already set up. Yeah. Don't you think? You're probably right. You're probably right. Yeah. So when you look at the kitchen, you'll see when they're talking in the mess hall. Yeah, it looks like it. no, it does look like a Girl Scout uh, thing. I went to <laughs> one the one time I was in Girl Scouts until I got out of here. I was a brownie and then a Girl Scout for like a year, and then I was like, "This is lame. I'm out of here." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? I was. I was a hardened. I was a, girl I was a hardened scout. team. I My girls were Girl Scouts. I was Girl Scout. We were fifth grade, but I didn't get to Girl Scout. It was just oh, like I was a junior. A, I was a Girl Scout. I was a brownie and then a Girl Scout. I did Daisy brownie. Oh junior, wow! And then I stopped. Okay. Daisy was kindergarten. Okay, I didn't do that. I just did brownie and then brownie and then a Girl Scout. That was it. Billy's explaining to the group of about what a dozen or so agents or wannabe agents, I should say. Um. And telling them that their applications to the agency, you know, have gotten them this far. And it, this is just the first step of their training. And if it's going to include physical exercises, psychological testing, and their Dodge City maneuvers. That'll come at the end. And he's like, you know, truth is you're not probably not all going to make it there. And uh, Amanda, of course, is like, oh, sir, sir. And she asks, you know, um, what happens if they pass station one? And he says, uh, those of you who will pass preliminary will go to advanced training at another facility. The funny thing I remember from the um, that from this scene, from the bloopers at the reunion, yes. it's so funny when he's like, really now you should know that planted among you is an agent posing as a raw recruit. And as soon as he said that, everybody, including Amanda or Kate and, and Mel and everybody turns <laughs> And and looks stares right at Bruce. Oh my god, that was so funny. Yeah. It was like they had it like totally script ready. 
Like they all like conferred like, yeah. like make sure you were and they're all like the but point. they made it so like they're like turn like yeah. so obviously yeah. and he had no clue. He was just like <laughs> <laughs> He's like I'm like, uh-huh. this is something I said. That was so funny. That a lot of the bloopers are from this that we saw were from season two, yeah. but a lot from this episode, if I remember, weren't they? Really? I remember the um so they, everybody knows that there's one of them, among them, is a ringer and an actual agent already. So they're probably all, you know, trying to guess who that is. Billy's now going to give him a tour. I think this is the only time you ever see Billy, like, anything in anything that's not, like, a, like, suit, or something. a suit or at least a cardigan or something. Yeah, because even the, um, like, the Lost Weekend yeah. one, he's still Billy's Lost Weekend. Yeah. yeah, he's still in his. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, where did they get the tracksuits for this episode? <laughs> I mean... They're literally like athletic sweater vests over a long sleeve, like opposite pattern of the sweater vest, uh, sweatsuit vest. It's just very bizarre. I bet you they got them at Jemco. Jemco, they probably had a discount. (laughs) In the script, it talks about how Francine's dressed in a pair of designer sweats. Her makeup (laughs) is perfect and she's wide awake and smiling as she slams her clipboard against the foot of Amanda's bed. (laughs) He's so pushy, this writer. Yeah, he really is. Very well, pushy. she does have that black outfit, but yeah, yeah. she doesn't attack Amanda. She was cute in that. She was looking pretty good. Yeah, in black. Yeah, like a sleek cat. Right. So they're walking in the woods, and you you see Amanda. You see how Kate kind of moves over to the thing, so she gets right by there. Yeah. And so Francine then pulls off a ski mask, <laughs> and uh, scares after she's scared the. Jeebus yeah. out of Amanda. Yeah, she screamed bloody murder. I know, she yeah. sounds so... It's too much. I think so, yeah. too. Yeah. It just adds to that bumbling... Right. Yeah. Season one! I know, exactly, Jen. So she whips off her thing, and her hair still is... Mostly is okay. Mostly okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but she is wearing, like, a, she is in a designer tracksuit. Yeah, I mean, look is. at that. Yeah, that's what I mean, that black sleeve. Yeah, and it's like velour. I love how she matched her earrings, like those yes. shiny black mm-hmm. circle earrings. See, if, if they had played this one after, which episode season one is it that she asks over and over for training? Like, she doesn't want to work with Lee. She says, I need training. Oh. She's crouched in the bushes with, with Lee. Which episode is that? It's when he comes around and she's watering the plants with her long blue shirt oh, on. Oh, that's, that's, from, um, that's from season, huh? Calculating. Oh, calculating, calculating. <laughs> That's um Magic Bus, uh, first season, yeah. like number five, four, four, number four. Okay, so if they yeah. played this after that, so that would have been perfect. Yeah, I agree. Although, yeah. Well, better than now. Yes, yes. Okay, I'll give you that much. Yep. So now we have um Bardosk, and he has got his headphones on, and he's listening to his briefcase. I genuinely think if you didn't say that's a radio transfer, I would still think that's a bomb. I watched it. I watched it earlier today, and I was like, oh, that's why. That's a weird bomb. <laughs> I genuinely thought I didn't even. Why would you it. think he was listening to a I bomb? <laughs> I thought he was like tuning it, like to make sure all the calibrations were right. Or like when you have, uh, you know, like you have those stethoscope up to a safe. And you're oh yeah, and yeah. <laughs> that's just like in my head. That's what I thought it was. So I feel like an idiot. That's um, a, what is that thing on the corner of the? An ashtray. Is it? Okay. It looks like it can fit it does. It does. Oh, I'm so not used to seeing ashtrays, you know. I know. Okay, so he's talking, uh, talking to Pavlovich, and he's that person is checking in with him, saying, you know, that they're established. They're, you know, they're in the group. 
and now Vardosk and Gregorian. Which do you think Gregorian's cute? He's no dark. He's okay. He's alright, but not like great. I would say if I had to say yes or no, I would say no. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I'm not a fan either. I was just wondering. Plus, he had a turtleneck on, so I know how you feel about those. Yeah, he's strong. How about you, Jen? Do you think he's cute? Gregorian? I would like to say I think he's okay. I would say cute, but not terrible. <laughs> cute, but not terrible. I do, I do want to point out in the script, after I, you know, I read about the stage direction that she's in a designer tracksuit and everything. Yeah. Um, this actually is in the morning, and and she starts yelling, roll out! Mrs. King, let's see some life. Amanda practically flies out of bed, eager to succeed, but it is 4.30 a.m. Life, yes, I'm ready. Let's go, Amanda says. Amanda staggers around, gathering what she needs for a shower. Francine, like a good D.I., is right on her tail. Francine yells, you said you wanted this training. (laughs) And Amanda, Amanda says, yes. And Francie says, you said it would be fun. Amanda crosses toward a closed door, still not yet fully awake. Amanda says, yes, it would be fun. And Francine says, well, uh, we're having fun here. And Amanda says, yes, we are. This is fun. (laughs) Amanda opens the door and walks into her closet. She backs out with a sheepish, sheepish smile. Continuing, she points, closet. And Francine points to another door and says, shower. And Amanda was right. She goes, you've got five minutes to report to the obstacle course, so mush. Mm-hmm. And then Amanda goes, I'm mushing, I'm mushing. <laughs> Have you heard that term used before? I haven't heard people say mush. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Mush, other than yeah, dog it's, it's the dog sledding. But I, I haven't heard people say I saw it in one of these like Christmas time movies, like those little claymation people, that yeah. guy with the beard. I can't remember what movie it is, but he's like, mush, mush, to like the dogs that he's sledding with. My parents, yeah. my mom would be like, get him on, get him, move on, mush, mush. Uh, you know, she would say that. Right. Yeah. Well, I only know it from the <laughs> Maybe it's a northern movie. thing. Maybe. I've never, I've never heard anybody use it like that. Well, the film version we're, we're paused on right now, mm-hmm. um, they're on the obstacle course on that uh, balancing beams. Yeah. So in the script, Francine, she's off screen and over a bullhorn, you can hear her saying, faster, Mrs. King, we are not strolling in a park. <laughs> and then Amanda tries to pick up her pace, but she comes to a slippery section where the wood is covered with wet mud. As she starts to slip, Lee reaches out and steadies her. And Amanda says, balance beams don't usually have mud on them. And Lee said, that's why gymnastics is such a clean sport. Yeah, I know, I highlighted that too. It's so weird. <laughs> and Francie says, do you two think you might make it over this month? <laughs> Oh, that's funny. They just... <laughs> I'm surprised they put them together it. because... I know, they, they seem to be at it. They give each other away. Like, yeah. They, they already know each other. They're going to have that, that in, not intimacy, but you know what I mean? Yeah. That, you know, that friendliness that you yeah. know when uh-huh. you know somebody, you yeah. know, might tap their arm or something, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. Yeah, totally. You'd think that would give it away. Maybe that's why they didn't film it that way. Yeah. Well, they're still together, though, even when they go through the different parts of the awesome courses they're together quite a lot. I thought that's that true. was odd. That's true. If I were a Russian watching, I, I would be suspicious. Oh, for yeah. sure. And then as they're standing there waiting for their turn, Lee's asking if he's if she's met anybody, if she's gotten a chance to, you know, get acquainted with anybody. Listen, Amanda, did you meet anyone yet? Oh, yes. Yeah. Everybody seems very nice. 
Well, that's um, Peggy Marlowe, the blonde. Mm -hmm. She's a model from New York. And behind her, that's Brad Jordan. He's a race car driver. You know, he's driven in races all over the world. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, right behind him, that's Dr. Simon Floyd. Uh, he's an author. He wrote Rheingold's Revenge. Mm. Mother read it twice. And then, uh, this lady, Lila Adams. <laughs> Don't you know who they are? Yeah, I do. I read all their personnel records. Well, if you already know, why did you ask me? I'm just checking on your observations, that's all. Oh. Mm. Mm. Well, I think it's a pretty strange bunch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what could the agency do with a model from New York? I don't know. What could the agency do with a housewife? But you've sort of come in handy in the past. Huh. Yeah, I gathered from the script that they envisioned a lot more mud than... And water. Actually, in water. Because she was supposed to fall into water. I wonder who changed it. Hmm, let's think. Who would have the clout? And who would be like, I'm not falling in water, yeah. mud and water. If I were Kate, I wouldn't want to go through mud and water either. <laughs> That's when you pull out the, I'm the boss card. Right. <laughs> I'm not falling in water and mud. Although then they probably have to do her makeup and her hair again, so it probably impacts everybody. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. We talked about that before on stuff. Yeah, that looks so fun. It does. That does I look know. fun. I would do that in a heartbeat. So she's swinging on the ropes and... <laughs> She won't let go. She just keeps coming back forth, and then she starts sliding down. And he goes, she goes, what am I doing wrong? And he goes, everything. <laughs> that is classic Amanda, though. That was so cute. I love it. And then they're supposedly going through the swampy waters there and the fires going, which in the script, it was interesting She's like, um, in a classic low crawl exercise, Lee and Amanda scrunch along in the mud on knees and elbows underneath barbed wire. Above them, we can hear the tinny rat-tat-tat of machine gun fire. Occasionally, a much louder boom of a mortar is heard. And Amanda says, I don't mind the little shots. It's those big blasts that scare me. And then you hear, boom, a mortar explodes. Amanda is startled and begins to rise up, rear end first. Lee grabs her and pulls her back into the mud. Watch it, Amanda. If, if that were live ammo up there, you would have just gotten your... And then there's another, and then there's another boom, and then he goes... Is she blown off? And then he goes, blown off. <laughs> so he doesn't even say it. She goes, sorry, I'm just not at my best around gunfire. Because, <laughs> you know, most people are, right? The script has some really, for such a late edition of the script, I mean, second yeah. draft, second final. Mm -hmm. Second revised final. Revised final. Right. Yeah, so, well, so here they have the shooting range. She's, like, shooting um, at the, the hay, yeah. you know, the silhouettes against the hay. Mm -hmm. But in the script, they have a whole knots scene. Did you see that one? Whole knots? Yeah. So, and I love these scripts ads though yeah. they're really cute so so they're told to get with partners so of course Lee and Amanda are partners right. and um, which goes towards what Jen's saying that they're probably a little bit too familiar yeah they're too yeah. close right so they're talking they're they're put together and Amanda straightens up and looks around at the other couples in the room because they're all supposed to be putting knots together none of them is having a very easy time of it they're discomfort and frustration apparent Amanda says all done Lee says already she says, well, I just copied the same knots Jamie used last year on Mother when he was practicing for his merit badge. Amanda, it's never, 
it'll never hold. The knots are too big. See, if I just twist my hands and you in, in, they want you to, they're going to insert Amanda's knot here. It's big enough to secure the Queen Mary. Lee maneuvers his hands, but nothing happens. He tries to flex the knot and his fingers grope for a loose end, but Amanda has used the entire rope. Lee says, getting upset, what did you do here, Amanda? And he struggles harder now. The ropes hold fast. She goes, did I do it right? He goes, uh, yeah, good good job. Look, my hands are starting to go numb. Why don't you untie me? She goes, that might be a problem. <laughs> he goes, what do you mean? How did you get your mother untied? We didn't. We had to cut her out. Lee stops struggling and stares at her. I don't believe this. Just then, Billy walks over. How are we doing here? Then lower. I need to see you in my office. Lee has no choice. Sheepishly stands, hands still tied behind him, as he and Amanda follow Billy to the door. The rest of the class watches them go as they depart. <laughs> Lee, softly to Billy, you got a knife in your office? <laughs> Billy, to the class, carry on, class. We've got a problem here. <laughs> That's so funny, especially because of the killing. Because of the killing hitch, you know? Well, he's just not making fun of her, that they're so big and... Yeah, and like, this is never going to work. Make them bigger, make them bigger. He always <laughs> underestimates her. Yes. Always, always, always. Yeah. So instead, we get the film version, which is Amanda shooting a gun, uh, a shotgun. Which, I mean, how do you... Sh a shotgun's kind of hard to... It looks like a shotgun. It does, it definitely okay. is a shotgun. Okay, okay. Yeah. So she totally misses it by, by a mile. Francie just looks at her disgustedly, sadly. Uh, and then we get to the um, zip line. Yeah. That one looks fun, too. Yeah, this looks really fun. Yeah. yeah zip line. That's not Bruce doing that. Mm -hmm. Now, see, Peggy looks um, prettier there, up there. That other one wasn't so great. Francine's now back into the regular uh, track suit of the trainers. So now it's Peggy's turn. Lee's just gone. Peggy's gone, and now she's stuck in the middle, and she's, like, panicking. But yeah, she's flailing all around, and she's freaking out, and she can't move any longer. And so Lee, of course, man of action, grabs the rope, and he's going to, I don't know what he's thinking he's going to do. He's going to loop it around and then, like, probably climb up and then, and then like shove her down. Oh, no, he's going to do the rope and then, like, tug it with the oh, rope. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Mm -hmm. And then Amanda's like, oh, Peggy, hang on. And then all of a sudden she loses her grip yeah. and then goes sliding on the mm -hmm. on the zip line, not meaning to go help Peggy, but ends up helping Peggy. Yeah, and then Peggy holds on to her. And damn, that stunt double can hold on. Like, that's two people's Yeah, that's just your hand. That's yeah, no joke. That was, that's crazy. Yeah. And Amanda's like, oh, no, it's fine. And at least seems very pleased with her. Like, yeah. he's, you know, like, hey, that was good. Yeah. You know, nice job. Now I'm kind of surprised that they put the zipline over all those rocks and stuff. I know. I well, mean, like, they were probably fake. They were probably fake, Jen. Oh, well, it's a hard ground, though. Yeah, for sure. So, I would have thought. They probably rocks. had it for the long shot. You know, it's probably the long shot is the rocks and then the yeah. short the short shot they probably had. Or they're probably like, we don't have anywhere to put the zipline except right here. <laughs> From this tree to this tree. Maybe. So now we're back at the the nasty hotel. It doesn't look kind of like slimy. That's definitely a, a motor inn, but I do yeah. think that table's pretty ornate for a motor inn. Yeah, you're right, it is. It's like gold. Very, really yeah, very filling. Like glass top. There's that ashtray again. Now he's making the bomb. Yeah, now he's making the bomb uh, with a candle. Um, he's hollowing out the bottom of a candle, it mm -hmm. looks like, with the wax and everything. Yeah. And then uh, Vardosk is still talking with... Pavlovich mm -hmm. and getting kind of the scoop on that, that, you know, uh, that 
that person needs to be careful in the break-in. He says that it worked, uh, that Popovich plan uh, to smoke out somebody, kind of pull somebody out, um, the ringer out, um, has worked. That, you know, that the stunt on the zip zip line has now shown the true colors of the ringer. Because they would always help someone that really needed right. it. Right. In the in the heat of the moment they yeah. would their their training would yeah, kick in right. and they would just help. Yeah. Little do they know. Yeah. No training. No training. Not even intentionally trying to Not help. even trying to help. And the one who did <laughs> intentionally try to help couldn't do it because the other just stole the thunder. Exactly. So he's saying yes, a very clever and devious woman who has very convincingly played uh, playing the role of an inept bumbler. Hey. Nice description. She resembles that remark. <laughs> Just in this episode, she does, which I don't like. I think that's what a lot of people have a problem with. Mm-hmm. I have to say, though, watching this for probably literally the 80th time, I, I would imagine, I didn't hate this one as much as I used to. I I think I'm, I see it a little differently, but I still, it's still like cringeworthy in certain parts where you're like, ah. God, I hate that they're making her like a bumbling, you know, oaf. But I saw, I, I kind of enjoyed the, the little cute moments that we got, you yeah. know? Yeah, I mean, there were definite cringe moments still for me, but I don't hate this episode. I just don't really care for it. Yeah, it's, it's not, not one of my favorites, favorite. obviously. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's saying that Pavlovich is going to go through the files of the instructor's office, Billy's office. And in the hopes of getting, garnering some information, I guess. And then we see um, some red, which we now know is phosphorus, but some red oily looking stuff going into the bottom of the candle. And then we see a figure, all in black, going into, breaking into an office. Mm -hmm. Obviously, uh, Billy's office at the camp to, I guess... I don't know. Do they think they're going to know? They're just going to have it sitting there that says that that person's a ringer? It just seems kind of... I don't know why they would even look, you know? Yeah. But there's your little dial thing that's kind of like what you were talking about with the stethoscope, you yeah. know, where they can hear the ticks and stuff. Beep, button. beep, beep. Yeah. beep. So they, that's how they pop open the um, the filing cabinet, which you, you got to imagine that little red thing on the top of the filing cabinet. Somebody just put that on with, like, some glue or something. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Let's make and, it look and like. Filing cabinet, have you ever seen this electronic? I know. Cabinet? That's what I mean. It's yeah. so funny. Like, usually they have a key. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You'd think they would just uh, use a lockpick to open up the file, you know? So, obviously, the person has now ransacked the office and gotten into the files, personnel files. Mm-hmm. So, um, now they're, they've got more information on their side. Mm-hmm. And now Billy... And Lee and Amanda now is in the office with them. It's nice that they're including her. Yeah. Um, and they're trying to figure out who broke in. And, you know, obviously it was a deliberate attempt. Mm-hmm. Obviously, And they know it It was an inside job when the recruits did it. Right. And then Amanda starts looking through the files in this nosy pants. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I think I found something. She goes, something right here in my own file. And then Lee's like, why are you looking? Why are you reading through the? She's like, I'm just looking at my. It's <laughs> totally something I would do. Oh, yeah. She says, it says here that I was brought up in California. But that's not true, sir. I was brought up in Virginia. Now, in the script, uh-huh, it I said it said I was brought up in Alabama. Yeah. And that's Kate, where yeah. Kate was brought yeah. up. Mm-hmm. So, the, obviously, the writer kind of plugged that in. But they probably didn't want to go with that way with 
you know, having that be actual canon yeah. of the show. Yeah. So, but I thought that was funny. I was like, Alabama, wait. Yeah. Which would totally explain why Kate sometimes has a, a southern drawl when she talks, when she says about school yeah. or pool mm-hmm. <laughs> in the show. Yeah. Virginians still sometimes have a little bit of a southern accent. Sometimes. Yeah, a little bit. But I guess not the D.C. Virginia it's not, area. Yeah, and it's not the Alabama. Yeah, D.C. Yeah, the deep mm-hmm. south, mm-hmm. in the pool, mm-hmm. in going to school. It's not that. Yeah. Anyways, they kind of discount um, her finding that error. And like, yeah, we'll fix it later. It's not not a big deal. But of course we know it's going to be a big deal. It's kind of a big deal. It's kind of a big deal. And then uh, Lee's like, but I suspect uh, Amanda and I found out something on our five-mile run. She's like, five-mile run? And he's like, "Mm -hmm." I'm looking forward to it. The fear in her eyes at that point. That's so funny. And then in the script, when they're talking about the scene, Lee's like, uh, she, when she says, how 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 far have we come? He goes, about a mile and a half. Only three and a half to go. She goes, only three and a half more? He goes, tired? She says, no, no, uh, just invigorated to herself. She says, really, really invigorated. <laughs> That's so funny. But then in the script, he finds the bolt, not her, which was interesting. Yeah. Because they stopped uh, running right by, right below the area where the zip line was yeah. in hopes of finding something which they obviously do she just happens to pick up a bolt and then he inspects it and finds out that it's been uh, tampered with that they poured acid on it to strip the threads uh, from it so obviously it's been tampered with which was what exactly what he suspected it's kind of the same she does the same thing in uh utopia now she picks up that that cup it looks like a cup but it's a cap to that surface to air missile i don't remember that uh when they're by the they have their chain together yeah and they're by that fence and she sits down and then she's like picks up that cap and just is holding his what is that what do you have and she's like i don't know i was just sitting here you know and he's hmm. like what is this doing out here you know yeah she does the same she thing here everything. yeah she just well she just picks it up and starts playing with it yeah. <laughs> and then he figures out what it is yeah, her face here. I know they they need her to run. Which, yeah. if she did have to run a lot, that would have stunk because she had a heart murmur still oh, yeah. back in this time. So it was probably she said she could never get into running, right. even though you know she was in good shape. She could never get into running because of her heart. She didn't realize she had a hole in her heart. I like how she's like just snooping around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she just goes right in there and stoops. Yeah, and then she gets caught. Lila catches her. She's like, did you find what you were looking for? She's like, oh, I went into your cabin by mistake. She goes, they Emma, look like the same. Emma Adams in the script. Yeah, and it's yeah. Lila in here. Mm-hmm. I wonder why they changed it. I see. Okay, so when she got caught, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like she like she was coming around and she was already hopping off. So she didn't have to admit that she went inside. She could just say, oh, I knocked. And I was just like, come and see, like, you know, if you wanted to train together or something. Yeah, but, she could have. But. I like how she's cavalier about it. It's like, sorry, I just got caught. Yeah. After she goes inside. Yeah. I mean, she can't hear her anymore, but she's just reiterating that she just got caught. Yeah. And she goes, and I got caught. (laughs) And and then she's like, um, you know, I think I have a candidate. She goes, she goes, Lila Adams, I was in her room. You'll you'll never guess what I found. He goes, you were just in her room? What? She goes, shh. She goes, I found a Russian dictionary, big as life. He goes, well, that's probably because she speaks Russian. That's why she was recruited, Amanda. 
he's like, just chill out on this, ma'am. Let, let me do my job. She's just so excited. Yeah, know? she's just trying to help. Now, I think this is mean of Francine. She's just totally mean, trying to, to put Amanda out there to look bad, you know? Everybody's kind of looking around like, I don't want to have to memorize this. But Amanda's the most obvious, so it's like when you're in school and you're supposed to do presentations or something. Yeah. It, it, the teacher always picks a student that's, like, hiding, you know, and doesn't want to go first. She's really trying to. She's, like, staring it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's, like, pretty much everything but whistling. I bet if Amanda raised her hand and was super excited, Francine wouldn't have called yeah, on her. Exactly, you're exactly right. <laughs> She's like, a, a, pair of psychology, man. a pair of scissors, <laughs> some nuts, a needle, rain, rocks. Um, Lee seems so to be enjoying mean. it. He's uh, so mean. Oh, and then she does her, closes her eyes like. <sighs> uh-huh. So Dr. Floyd gets up and he's like, from left to right. <laughs> two walnuts, a fountain pen, gold, a wing nut. Six coins, quarter, two dimes, a nickel, two pennies, totaling 52 cents. A pair of barber shears, a hypodermic needle, a class ring, one blue golf tee, three uncut gems, two diamonds, one ruby, and an airline ticket dated yesterday, destination, Detroit. Detroit! (laughs) So now Amanda's like, there's our guy. So now she's thinking it's Dr. Floyd. So she's like got shadow shot of everybody. Yes! Yes. She's like, he could memorize everything that was in those files. He goes, so somebody could bring a camera in there and take pictures. She's like, oh, never mind. <laughs> He's like poking holes in everything. Mm-hmm. I like their little sweatsuits. They're actually kind of cute that they match like that and stuff. That Although she, hers is different. Yeah, hers is different. Okay, so now, oh, look at that cute picture of the boys. That would actually be cool. Cute. Do you have that? I don't have that one. That one's cute. That is cute. I would love that one. Yeah. I have one similar to that, though. Mm-hmm. But she's in her room, and then all of a sudden, the lights go out, mm-hmm. and she's got to use her candle. Uh-oh. Nope. <laughs> Not a good idea. So she takes her candle, and she just happens to have her shoes on still. <laughs> she takes her candle and heads over to see uh, if Lee's in his room, which he's not. Spoiler. It appears that he's sleeping, but then it he isn't. See, this is one of those moments I think is... Uh, is uh, really cute. I'm surprised she doesn't go, I don't like this. This is like that movie. Because she always says that. This is like that creepy part of that movie. Yeah. <laughs> so she goes over to Lee's and she's like, are you asleep? What if he was in bed with somebody? Wouldn't that have been awkward? Oh my God. Oh, she's like, Lee, and puts her candle down. She's like, I'm sorry to wake you. And then she screams. I love how he grabs her around the waist. It's so cute. See, those are the moments that I enjoy in this. So it kind of makes up for the cringe-worthy moments. Because he does keep his arm around her for he a little does. while. Uh, huh? I think he was enjoying it, Lex. <laughs> He's like, nice touch, huh? Scarecrow? He's like all proud of it. Like, yeah. like, why would you go and do that? Just like bunch up a bunch of pillows. You know? It's so That's silly. Funny, though. It's so cute, but he wouldn't go to that trouble, please. So she's like, I heard a strange noise. And he's like, well, that's very nice of you, Amanda. Very glad you did that. I appreciate it, but I think I can handle things myself. But then he grabs the candle thinking it's hers and walks her out with it and leaves the other candle, the naughty candle, uh, in his room. And then as soon as they get a few feet out, boom, and everything's on fire. Yeah. So speaking of the picture, when I watched it, I was just like, oh, good, that picture didn't get blown up. I know, right? Because that picture was so cute. (laughs) It's so cute. 
cute. It's adorable. I love how they, they're they both hugging each other. That's very sweet. You can tell they're good friends at this point, you know? Yeah. He, you know, he, he cares. But they put the fire out pretty quick. So Billy has them uh, kind of disperse. He's like, you know, excitement's over. Get to bed. Come on, go, go, go. And then Amanda's like, what is that smell? And Lisa's, it's phosphorus. It's space heater didn't blow. I'm going to have the lab people try it, uh, check it out. But he, he, Lee says he has a hunch who it is. He, he said, Leonoid Vardosk. Mm-hmm. Leonoid Vardosk. Mm-hmm. you got to say it very Russian-like. I'll leave that to you. <laughs> I like it. So he, now, Lee's ever a cocky one. He's like, my cover's been blown. Little does he know, it's Amanda they think it is. Yeah. And her cover's been blown kind of in a off way. Mm-hmm. Billy wants to shut it down. He's like, this is, you know, too dangerous. Let's stop this. And he's like, no, this is the best chance for us to do this because right. now we know and we can, you know, capture whoever, you know, Bardosk and whoever else is involved in this, obviously, because Bardosk can't put his, you know, have his face be seen because they'll know who he is. Mm-hmm. So Billy agrees. He's like, you'll be damn sure you're careful. She's like, yes, sir. So now where's he going to sleep? Hmm. Interesting. Uh-huh. Hmm. Maybe he'll bunk with Billy. Yeah. Yeah, right. So now Bardosk and Gregorian are mad because their plan didn't work. And uh, Pavlovich is supposed to contact them in two hours. And Bardosk is like, the bomb didn't kill the woman. The key woman is either very lucky or very smart. Or both. Mm-hmm. And then Gregorian wants to abort, and Vardosk is like, no, we're too close. We'll just have to think of another plan. Now, this is funny. Lee doing combat, hand-to-hand combat with somebody else, and Lee gets flipped over, and he pretends to have a sprained ankle so that he can get up and leave and kind of go snoop around and stuff. And when Lee and Billy are walking by themselves, you can actually hear someone sneeze, and it's not... Lee or Billy. Really? Yeah, it, it's actually somebody just kind of sneezes up like a crew member or somebody mm-hmm. or somebody, an expert or something sneezes and you yeah. can hear them, even though they're like supposedly by themselves. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Whoa, oh, he really flips them too. Man, he might have broken his ankle. That looks like yeah. it hurt. Dang, he really went up high. Yep. They're, they're probably two uh, stunt doubles and they're probably just went crazy, you know? Like they love this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. I think. So Billy tells them that they just got the lab report back and the heat source was the candle and Lisa's figures. He goes, the MO has got Bardos written all over Billy. He goes, maybe you should check that out. Yeah, I will. And he's like, oh, poor Amanda doesn't even get a chance. She just gets thrown over, man. <laughs> and she's like, she's always got a smile on me. She's like, Fine. she's like, sorry, I guess I remember more than I thought I did from that self-defense class I took. She's like, oh, no, no, don't apologize. It was really, really good. Poor Amanda. Excellent form. Excellent. And then Amanda's like, excellent. Uh-huh. <laughs> she's like, good idea. See you later. <laughs> and she's like, I can hardly move. <laughs> she's like, that stinks. But then she's like, oh, now I can go explore some Yeah, more. exactly. <laughs> so they're both doing it and not even realizing that they're both snooping in other people's things. Which... She's kind of graduated because before she would never, she's like, we can't go through that person's things, you know, but now she's just like kicking it around and going, doesn't seem to mind at all. So she goes to leave. I love this. And she comes out and looks to her right and then he looks to his (laughs) left and they both see each other. 
And what are you doing here? And she's like, investigating. He's like, come here. <laughs> so she was back in Lila's cabin again. Yeah, that was number six. She was in Lila's again. Can't stay away. Yeah. They are cute together here. They really are. <laughs> and this cat. So now she's thinking it's Peggy because Peggy did a flip, a judo flip on her. And then Lee says, no, I, she was in, you she's know, self-defense class. She was the best student that they ever had kind of thing. Yeah. In the script, they're walking out and she's like, your foot's all right. And he goes, couldn't be better wiggling his foot. She goes, wrong foot. He goes, huh? Oh. <laughs> she's like, be careful. He goes, I will. You too. So he's like, obviously doesn't have a, a, a hurt foot. <laughs> so now she's on the driving course, defensive driving course with, <laughs> of course, with Francine. Mm-hmm. And that that right there would make me so nervous. Yeah. Because she's not trying to be there and, like, foster her development with driving. Mm-hmm. She's just there as, like, a, an instigator. Yes. Like, just pressure. Yes, her. exactly. Yeah. Undue pressure. Yeah. Exactly. This is how my kids learn learning to drive from <laughs> myself and Jim. <laughs> did you did you have helmets for them too? <laughs> what are you doing? Why did you stop at that red light? Mm-hmm. Did you see that car? <laughs> <laughs> and then my mom always had her foot on the brake over on the right yeah. side. Like, yeah. and I'm like, Mom, there's no brake over there. She goes, I know, I can't help it. Let me have this. <laughs> so uh, Amanda tries to do the bootlegger, and and then they kind of does it, and then she. They're like, fine, now do the reverse bootlegger. And she's like, ah. <laughs> I'm sure the stunt drivers probably love this. Yeah. This one. And the st- I'm sure the stunt people love this episode altogether. Anyways, right. this is probably their favorite. Yeah. Because there are so many things. She goes, how do you expect to get into the other one if you can't even get through the beginner's course? She's like, beginner's? <laughs> she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> Got this time. Yeah, she said, oh, my God. You're right. So Francine wants her to run them off the road, this other car. And she's like, what? She's like, no. She totally misses. <laughs> and then goes right careening off yep. off the road. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She almost hit that tree there. Yep. But she gets back on the road. Yep. And now she stops. And then she actually <laughs> does She does the reverse bootlegger right here. She's like, now reverse bootlegger. Francine's like praying. I know. <laughs> you can just see it. Like, Am I going to um, survive this? Yeah. Need more than a home but she life. actually, I mean, look, check it out. Look at that. She actually did it. And within That's the cones. She goes, I did it. Didn't I? She goes, perfectly. You want me to follow them? She goes, let's not push our luck. <laughs> this part looks like the ranch, kind of. With yeah. the big open fields. Yeah. And the I think you might road. be on something on that one. Mm-hmm. And then he's still hobbling on the foot. He's on the right foot this time. Okay. <laughs> the left, being the left foot, but. So uh, he's like, we pick up a, a radio transmission. It was garbled. And he's like, any luck finding the transmitter? And he's like, no, stay alert. These people are sharp. He's like, why don't we try throwing them off balance? Um, you know, so they want to bring up Dodge City early and kind of get it going. Lee's saying he can go first. That way no one will get hurt. It'll just be him. Yeah. And he'll be prepared for it. And then Billy wants, you know, full backup. He's like, no, just one person. So they're they're ready, apparently. What if the recruits notice him talking to the whole time, too? I know. Well, I mean, he could say he was, you know, checking on his foot or something like that, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I love how she's like, you you just lost your brakes. And she's like, but don't use your parking brake. And then she hits it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All that smoke coming in. And she's just rolling her eyes. 
Lee's like, are you two okay? What happened? <laughs> it's my fault. We should have quit earlier. She's right, sir. We should have. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I don't know how they would have filmed. The script had them, like, hitting an oil slick or something. That would have been a bear to try to film that. That's why they probably took it out. Yeah. Um, so now we're in that lunchroom that you were talking about. So the, it definitely yeah. looks like those camps. I went to camp yeah. once for Girl Scouts, and it totally looks like that. Like the big mess hall type thing. Yeah. It's very much so. And so Amanda's excited about eating because she's excited about doing everything. She was even excited about running five miles, you know, in her own way. So uh, Dr. Floyd doesn't seem real impressed. He seems like a, a food snob. Snob <laughs> all around. Yeah, he's like, oh, well, I'm really hungry tonight, aren't you, Dr. Floyd? Are you talking to me? Yes. I guess it's the exercise and the being outdoors that really gets my appetite. You're actually looking forward to this? Well, it's not the best food in the world, but it is food. Swill, that's what it is. Absolute swill. Empty calories, high fat, high carbohydrate, non-nutritive bulk with the same fiber content as a piece of cardboard. Well, I usually just eat the fruit and the vegetables. <laughs> I guess everybody from the land of gurus, hot tubs, and beans perhaps really is a vegetarian. So gave yourself away. Yep, honey. exactly. How would she know that yeah. unless she saw the files? Billy announces to the all the people in there that they're going to Dodge City tomorrow. And then Francine takes over and says Dodge City is, you know, mm -hmm. what it is and specifically designed to test your ability to think and act under pressure. So yeah. Well, we already know that Lena Amanda can act under pressure. True, true. Yes. When it really counts. Mm -hmm. So they're going to go in the morning. And um, they're like, any questions? And Amanda's like, uh, never mind. <laughs> Don't be a goody-goody, Amanda. Come on. Yeah, She's so excited. Oh. So Amanda, Lee walks Amanda back to her place. And she starts, you know, packing up. He's uh, trying to explain to her what, you know, what to expect at Dodge City. And that there's pop-ups and there's, you know, hostages and people with guns. And she's like, it sounds difficult. He goes, yes, it's very difficult. She goes, I'll do the best I can. He goes, I know you will. If you feel uncomfortable with this, if you decide you don't want to do it, he says, I'm sure Billy will understand. She's like, Mr. Melrose arranges for me. I'm not going to disappoint him. Nothing's going to stop me from going through Dodge City. Um, oh, how do you do that? Um. <laughs> She's like a little kid at Christmas. I know. Yeah. I'm going to let her go through there. And she's got a big wad of white socks. I mean, she's ready. <laughs> so Bardosk and Gregorian seem to have come up with a, another plan, a plan B. And he's dressed, Gregorian is dressed as an officer, like a bike, like a chips patrol, like a, a highway patrolman uh, on a motorcycle. And uh, everybody then back at the camp is packing up their vehicles and they're heading to Dodge City where this might be. It doesn't, it can't be too far because she goes all the way home and then was able to get back there in a pretty short amount of time. So I don't understand though. Why is, uh, why are they dressed in suits? If they're going to go through like an obstacle course, why are they in suits? They're in their civilian clothes until they get there. And then they're going to change? Is that, Seems is that everybody? Well, she's in her civilian clothes, too. I know. That's what I mean. Why is yeah. everybody in their civilian clothes? Yeah. I would think that they would have them, like, take a bus together yeah. and then come back. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that weird? Because it's not like they're done. Well, they need him. They need them to be off on their own in the yeah. vehicle, so that's why they're right. doing it. But, yeah, it seems 
Interesting. Yeah. So Amanda's like, this is exciting. You and me, a team. And he, he goes, yeah, yeah, Laurel and Hardy never had it so good. <laughs> yeah. Is she Laurel or Hardy? <laughs> he's like, look, Amanda, I want to talk to you. If he's if he's got to break a tour that she's not going to Dodge City because mm-hmm. she's the only one they know isn't a plant. Um, but then as he's about to tell her, she gets a cop right behind her with his yeah. lights on. And so she has to pull over. He goes, look, just admit to whatever it is. She's like, I didn't do anything. And do you know what will happen to my insurance rates? The valid concern. Oh, for, totally. Although I'm sure you could get take care of it for her. She, she's like, oh, I hate this. <laughs> he just rolls his eyes. So Mr. Fake Cop comes over. He's all unbuckles his gun like. like take off his aviator. Yeah. He acts like he's John Wayne or something, yeah. you know. I just, I, you think we'd be a little suspicious there's a cop, a patrol cop out on a motorcycle on a dirt road. But yeah. I guess not. It's just. Yeah. It seems a little odd. It does. So he had, the cop asked her to get out of the car. <laughs> and then as she's getting it, her license out, he starts, he pulls his gun and Lee sees it and he knocks the door open and hits the guy. And then starts fighting him, and Panda's thinking that he's just trying to get her out of a ticket. <laughs> That's what cracks me up. Oh, nice. He, he had another right, and then he did a roundhouse, which was very nice. And Amanda's like, oh, and she starts brushing off his coat and everything. She's like, I'm really sorry. Have somewhere to be. He tells him to hug a tree, hug the tree, and uh, he gets the cuffs and cuffs them. She's like, I'm afraid you might have overreacted. <laughs> this is a policeman. <laughs> He's like, he's no cop, Amanda. He's a Russian agent named Gregorian. He's worked with Bardos. So he was sent to kill you? He goes, yeah. What do we do now? You are going to go home. He always says that. You are going home. And he just left the guy hugging the tree without even strapping him on? No, he, he cuffed him. Oh, he did? Mm-hmm, okay. He did. Yeah. He wants her to go home, and then he's going to go on back uh, up to Dodge City. Mm-hmm. He goes, you really want to help? Go home. Call Billy. Tell him there's some trash that he's cleaning up. She's like, isn't there anything else? Ugh. She's like, oh. <laughs> so she goes on home, and he goes off to Dodge City. Yep. And she just had called in the talk to talk to Mr. Melrose. And then just as she's heading out, Dottie's coming in with groceries, and she's you know helps her because she spills her groceries obviously in the most cute Dottie way possible. Yep. I didn't know you were home. Yeah, I was on the phone and I saw you come up the driveway. What are you talking about? Oh, I was just reporting some trash that was littering up the highway bean sprouts. Yes, I know you love them. They're so Californian. The land of gurus and hot tubs. What are you mumbling about? Peggy. Mother, I gotta go. Amanda! Amanda! Oh, food. Mother? Yes? I'll be late for dinner. Oh! Sometimes she acts like she's from California. So Amanda figures it out that Peggy, the only way she could know if that she was supposedly from California is if she read it, mm-hmm. the error in her file, because she would never have told her she was from California because right. she wasn't from California. Yeah. Although I'm sure Peggy didn't give her rats patootie or even ask. But. So then we join Lee already in progress at uh, Dodge City. Mm-hmm. And it says, abandon hope all ye who enter here. And it's like a fake little ghost town looking thing where there's like dummies and abandoned cars and pop-ups with 
bad guys holding guns and things like that. I don't recognize that, but maybe it's on Warner Brothers lot. Mm -hmm. Back in the time, maybe it was. I don't know. Man, can you imagine you're on your, you have to be on your A game, but all these things are popping up, so it's making you, like, really, you know, jittery. That's what I mean. Someone's, like, he knows somebody for real, for real, is trying to get him. (laughs) And then he just got shot at for real, so now he's shooting back. So Bardosk is there, and he's he's, uh, trying to shoot him, and he's off running. So now Lee's in pursuit of him. So does Bardosk know that Lee is an agent and that's why he's targeting him? Or why was he shooting at Lee if they were going after mm-hmm. Mrs. King? Well, if he knows Bardosk, I bet that Bardosk recognizes Lee okay. probably okay. too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now we're inside one of the buildings and Lee is you know, being very careful not to get his head blown off, which is good. And then something pops up and he <laughs> it looks like... Like a lumberjack man yeah. or something. I don't know what that was. Paul Bunyan. Yeah, there you go. So he kicks open the door. Now, I think they actually used this in another episode, too, the same room. But then Vardos comes in and almost blows him up again. So then now they're in pursuit again. And <laughs> so it's just kind of a cat and mouse game yeah. going for a while here. So now Vardos leaves. So now Lee has to chase after him again. Mm-hmm. But as he's leaving, he bumps into somebody. Who do you think he bumps into? Great question. Great question. You'll never guess in a million years. His partner in crime, Amanda King. And he almost blows her up. She puts her arms up. Look, my husband shoot me. He goes, you almost got yourself killed. Now, what the hell are you doing here? It's Peggy. He goes, we've been through this. She said, bean sprouts, hot tubs, and gurus. She thought I was from California. The only way she would have thought that would be if she had seen those files. He's like, yeah, you may have stumbled on something there. Oh, no, really? You just saw the page. But we got to get you out of here. She goes, okay. His best way is out back. Come on. So now Bardosk is shooting at them again. And he tells her to stay there. But Lee gets distracted with Bardosk. And guess who comes out? Guess who finally shows their self? Peggy Marlowe is Pavlovich. Yeah. Lee's about to get head upside the head with that shovel. Or actually in the stomach, I think. I like his tie, that blue, mm-hmm. with a little pattern. That guy's got a huge forehead, like, receding hairline. Oh, Bruce's double just got slammed. <laughs> they always make it look like they're making out because he's always got to hide his head, you know, and I mean, like, shoves his head in there. And the close-ups with Bruce. And then that's not Bruce. <laughs> All right, so Bardosk has been caught. He's like, get up. You're good, Mr. Stetson. Almost as good as the king woman. He's like, what are you talking about? Oh, come on. You're after Amanda? You think she's our top agent? Was. I would suspect it's too late to help her now. (laughs) He's like, you dirty. (laughs) Oh, and then he slammed him upside the wall there. Now Amanda's trying to stay out of trouble, but uh uh-oh. I like her sweater. Yeah, I do too. That's really cute. It's actually cute. I like the belt and everything with it. Is it a dress? No, no. It's a shirt. I don't know. She's like, perhaps we should be properly introduced. You've got me mixed up with somebody else. I think not, Mrs. King. Goodbye, Mrs. King. Goodbye, Betty Bodine. <laughs> and then Amanda hits oh, the thing, and it pops up and knocks the gun out of Peggy's hand. She's like, I guess it should always come down to hand to hand. Now that's not Peggy anymore. <laughs> that is the worst double. It really is. That double. It's the hair. It's the main Great. scene of, of doubles. So. Uh, Amanda trips and hits one of the triggers and goes, now, 
in the scene when they're fighting and she's about to wallop her with her purse. Try to pay attention. I didn't see again, so we're going back. Okay, you have to go back. Yep, right there. Okay, play. Okay, so we have to figure <laughs> out what point this is. It's like some dude. Hold on. Right. I'll wait for it. Okay, right here. Watch. The bottom of the screen. Oh, there. Right. I saw it. Somebody's hand comes up yeah. and grabs the, the trigger thing down yeah. <laughs> to pull it down. <laughs> but you can actually see, when you look at it on the computer, so it's because the TV's got it shrunk differently. When you see it on, on the computer or whatever, you can see a man's hand come up and pull it down. Like, you can see, like, from here up, like, from his elbow to his tips of his fingers, you can see. It's so funny. I love when Lee comes in and she's just, like... Wiping your hands like, yeah, that was no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> she forgot to uh, mm-hmm. expect the unexpected. Now, I hate the end, okay? I really, really hate the end. Lee and Francine are in Billy's office. They're uh, talking about how out of the dozen, all of them washed out, and they got two Russian agents, and, you know, that Amanda couldn't finish, and Lee's like, you're not actually thinking about putting them through. He's like, no, but still... And then you hear this huge red alert kind of, you know, thing going off in the in the distance. And it's Amanda, of course. And she's entered a restricted area on the computer. Because what she thought she was doing was hitting the ERA, erase button. Which, she's used the system before. So, I mean, come on. And Lee's like, you're right, Billy. She's something else. Mm-hmm. In the script, she, he says, you're right, Billy. She really is something. I'm just not sure what. So not, so not nice. So not nice. So that's how that one ends. Glad it's over. It's not one of my favorites, but it does have a few redeeming qualities. And that script had some really funny little differences, I thought. Yep, didn't you? sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was kind of cute. So we're going to go ahead and uh, read some mail we got for our mail from Mrs. Marston segment. Nancy P. says, hello, ladies. Got two theories on the recurring bruise on Bruce Boxleitner's forehead. One, he's tall and forgets to duck, so he bumps his head on <laughs> okay. doorway lintels, which are notoriously low in European countries. Or the second option, he sweats while wearing his black Stetson cowboy hat in sunny L.A. during his free time, and it stains his forehead. I believe Lee Stetson prefers to punch with his right hand to protect his dominant hand from injury. Taya, do you have anything you want to shed some light on? (laughs) So, I did ask uh, Mr. Boxleitner about the bruise on his forehead. At the reunion. Yes. Um, And because we were talking about the makeup artist that was there. That had come in just for a short time. I don't yeah. think anybody else saw him. I think he only came in for just the briefest of moments at, at the private lunch, I think, maybe. I thought he was a set designer. No, 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 no. This is somebody else. Oh. This is um, somebody else that came in. Oh, it was God, toward the end know. of lunch. Yeah. And he only came in for just like maybe like 20 minutes. And they sat and talked for a little bit. Yeah. And Bruce had said something about the makeup. And I said, yeah, what was that? It looked like you had a bruise on your forehead for yeah. like several episodes. And he said that it was actually a sunburn and that they couldn't get it to fully cover ever. So it always looked like a bruise because they would like probably put blue on to make yeah. like, the red go away, you know, and like it made it look like it was bruised. Right. So that's what it was. Interesting. Yeah. And I asked also about how he always hits with his right. Mm-hmm. And he said, when we were sitting there talking, he said, oh, I'm ambidextrous. So he actually can do both. You know, he does a lot of things, a lot of things. He listed off a bunch of things. 
that he does with his uh, right, not I've his. I always wanted to be ambidextrous, but I tragically am not. I wonder if that's a left-handed thing, because my son's like that. He's left-handed, but he does a lot of stuff with his right. My husband's left-handed. And he, he bats right-handed and left-handed. Hmm. He, wow. Sometimes, yeah, I don't know. Lane's left-handed, but he only does, he, I don't even know how you say this, he uses his mouse with his left, uh, with his right hand. But every, so he mouses with his right, but everything else is left. Interesting. Yeah. It would be so cool because you could like be navigating with this and then you're writing with your left hand. Yeah. I, that would be so cool. <laughs> but I think older people, more older people are ambidextrous probably because they were forced to yeah, go right, right, even though they were left-handed. Because they, like some people said they would tape their, they would tie their, their um, left hand to them, uh, to their body. So that they would write right-handed. Isn't that awful? That is awful. I think it's only what? I think it is it 12% of the population is left-handed? Really? I thought that's what I heard, but maybe I'm wrong. But anyway. It sounds about it sounds about right. Yeah. Like, Jonah, we didn't do that to him. But Obviously. It's weird because <laughs> but back in the day, family, they used to. We all kind of do that a little bit. Like, we snowboard with the opposite leg or do cart, you know, that you expect from a right-handed person. and. Huh. I don't well, maybe, know. Maybe you're Our wired. brains are mixed up. Yeah, maybe it's wired. You guys are wired a little bit differently, perhaps. But anyways, well, Bruce did confirm that he's ambidextrous, so he does probably hit with his right and his left, and he uh, definitely had a sunburn instead of um, a, bruise. a bruise. It yeah. wasn't a bruise. And when all these times we've been asking, we finally got the answer. Yeah. He had a, got a really, he said it was a really, really bad sunburn. On his forehead, so mm. that's what it was. That's been a very bad burn. Uh, was there a couple of episodes? It was a lot of episodes. Yeah, he mm. he said it was a bad sunburn, so it's probably scar tissue a little bit for a while. Probably. Well, Nancy P, thanks for your suggestions. Taya, thank you for asking uh, Bruce. My pleasure. For the answers. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> and if anyone else would like to chime in, share your comments, feedback, have questions of your own, please do feel free to shoot us over an email to Mrs. King's Chronicles at gmail.com. Ernie the Camera brings you videos from the video vault that center around a class act. The first video is put together by Moxie's SNK Vids, and it uses the song Bring on the Day by Charlotte Martin to represent Amanda's outlook in this episode. She does have an exceptionally positive outlook on everything. So all the scenes in this video are from this episode, which is great. The second video was put together by Love SNK, and it uses the song I'm Every Woman by Whitney Houston. And we picked this video because we felt like Amanda had perhaps developed so much more than what was shown in this episode and maybe it was a better fit for season one as Bardock says in the top agent you cannot easily pick out the best trained and the target will not always be obvious I, I think this really is Amanda King it's her best quality and we celebrate it with this video so I hope you enjoy that one these videos can be found on YouTube and we'll have provided the links on our website at mkcpodcast.com now it's time for Dottie's Bookshelf, where we'll give you recommendations for fan fiction that tie into the episode, A Class Act. The first one is by Rank Amateur, and it's called After Class. It was written in 2003, and it's only about a thousand words, uh, but it's a tag for the episode. Because the writer felt, and so do I, I agree, that the way they left Amanda with egg on her face with the episode tag just didn't sit right. So... Frank Amateur has rewritten it, 
and we find out what happens in a different way, what happens when Amanda hits the ERA button. (laughs) Uh, The second one is rated M for Mature, and it is by Lainey Sullivan, and it's a backgammon chapter, 88 Ways to Play Backgammon, and it's number 30. The chapter is called Invitation to Training, and this is... Uh, the writer's least favorite, I think, episode, but uh, she also made it very spicy. Uh, it would have definitely been a much different episode had this uh, been filmed, for sure. Uh, would not have played at 8 o'clock on Monday nights by any way, shape, or form, uh, but it is fun. It was written in 2014, and uh, Lee finally, uh, well, Lee attempts to get Amanda into an actual bed, but it, it doesn't seem likely. We will link these stories on our website at mkcpodcast.com. You can also find them at fanfiction.net. Thank you so much for joining us as we discuss a class act. We hope you'll join us next time as we discuss how our favorite team prevents World War III in Season 2, Episode 10, Playing Possum. But until then, don't play possum. Be sure to check out our website at mkcpodcast.com and Twitter and Facebook pages at mkcpodcast.com for the episode discussion and photos, and be sure to share your thoughts. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye. Bye.